Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hi, it's Trixie Mattel, beloved loser of RuPaul's Drag Race, and you're listening to Flame On. Geronimo, Geronimo, these girls are falling dominoes. They, they call me Dynamo, but I be yelling Vomino. So, you about to undergo Daenerys in the Game of Thrones. No, I'm not no common hoe. Slip sliding down a rabbit hole. What? And they be slain. Oh. I slay these bitches double dutch. And they be slain. Oh. I slay these bitches so what's up? Welcome to Drag is the New Spandex. I'm still trying to change the name, ladies and gentlemen. But hey, we're working on that behind the scenes. Don't look at me, Brian. I'm going to introduce Brian. Really, I want to call this show All Queens and Me because I'm obsessed with Paris is Burning. But they won't let it. Let, let me call it All Queens and Me. Maybe so. for season two. Okay, but I want you to know when Orange is the New Black tanks <laughs> and we have to change the name, that entire season, it's all going to start with... Ladies and gentlemen, I told him so. <laughs> uh-huh. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good. It's so good to have you on a show again. I know. You know, I know I missed the last full recording, but that couldn't be helped. That just came out of nowhere. Sure, it's okay. So, how are you? Good. I don't care. Uh, yeah. Hi, Pat. How are you? What's going on? Pat, thank you so much. You're, you're such a wonderful producer. That's Brian right. does things. I don't see what he does, but I assume he does them. Mm. But Pat, I see like in the trenches. Booking dates, booking talent. Thank you so much for all of your hard work. Well, you're very welcome. Okay, cool. Now, once I, you know, you have to glad hand them every once in a while. You know, you tip the help, at least on Boxing Day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest. And it's funny because all my guests are special. But I don't think we've ever had such a controversial figure on our show, have we? No, I think this is... Probably, the, I you think want, you're the only one that's got a, uh, a a trending hashtag that's been on our show. Hi, I'm Miss Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Trixie Mattel. Hi, Trixie. How are you? I'm super. How are you? Bitch, you were robbed. You were robbed. This is bullshit. RuPaul, what are yeah. you doing with your life? Check out my new single, Trixie, You Were Robbed, now available <laughs> on iTunes. I, I'm the hype man. I, well, listen, I knew you weren't Mrs. Uh, Miss Fame because I didn't see the tape marks. Oh. Ooh. Here's a joke, ready? This is so corny, but how did Miss Fame get on Drag Race? How? Yeah. Same way as everybody else. She showed RuPaul her tape. <gasps> but Because audition tape. <laughs> That's great. 
So how are you loving sunny Florida? Uh, it's entirely too hot. I stepped out of the airport and I felt like I walked into the mouth of a hillbilly. You know, I woke up today. I walked out the door. I'm just like, this is manageable. It's not too it's hot. It's mouth of a hillbilly. It's, and I've yeah, been in the bad. mouth of a hillbilly. How my many hillbillies? <laughs> He's dead. It's fine. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> you know, it's amazing with years of, of physical therapy and emotional. No, it's this uh, Parliament House is really beautiful. There's an abandoned thrift store across the street. <laughs> yes. We walked by. And my friend Richard was like, "You have to be real thrifty to go in there." <laughs> you know, I will say this: they set you up in the illustrious gardens. Which is super nice, and you can't even see the prostitutes and crackheads at all. <laughs> I like it. You know, I'm full on like garbage trash, so I'm from like, uh, like two. I'm from like a dead end dirt road in the woods, and we lived in two trailers that were set next to each other. So we Did- had two kitchens, two bathrooms, two master bedrooms, two trailers set next to each other. That is the literal definition of a double wide girl. <laughs> I have a question, and just for, you know imagination purposes did you cut out a wall and kind of duct tape them together or was it you left you don't duct tape your trailers together (laughs) i don't don't live in florida (laughs) okay no uh we just had two doors that were open to each other one house was kind of used the other one we didn't really use it was weird it was weird I heard you had an east and west wing. That's better than most people. <laughs> Which trailer are you referring to? So, tell us about your aesthetic, because that's what RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7 is all about. The aesthetic. For it those is about who may the aesthetic. It is about the aesthetic, although I feel like this season, people who have a weaker aesthetic aren't getting yelled at very much. But that's a different conversation. Mm. But my aesthetic is like full on... I always say it's like the Stepford wife I always or the Stepford mom I always wanted and the Barbie doll I never had. I feel like she's right in the middle. I can it's, see that. I look and I look less. I don't even look like a woman. I don't even look like a human. I always say I look like a jizz sock that you put wiggly eyes on and use as a puppet. <laughs> I look more like Fraggle Rock. <laughs> oh, I love that. But I like it. Oh, cheap Henson puppet. And that's what's great. And the great thing too is like nobody can really come for your look because it's like I know I look like an idiot. Like you're not informing me of anything. I wanted to ask you about that because I felt like when I first saw your uh, promo and all that, I was like, this feels like like a reaction to drag more. Th- I mean, not that it's not drag because drag has a healthy history of self-parody, but it felt really like yeah, sort of a parody. It's almost like a impressionist like rendering of drag makeup. Yeah. Okay. So like, that's it's intentional. Like, it's like drag queens look like women and then I paint like the caricature of a drag queen almost. Mm-hmm. Because it's like hard lines and really bold color. And I mean, I don't have a forehead, you know, and my lips go down to my chin. It's just like, you couldn't do more makeup. I mean, now that I'm traveling, I'm going around the world. I've still yet to see somebody with more makeup on. So I'm doing something right. No, I mean, you stand out. And that's why when we first saw the promo, at least, I mean, you stood out. You did. And we're like, yeah. okay, who is this? This is awesome. And then you, they introduced you and you're like, so different and fun. And like the whole thing was just great. Yeah, when looking at your promotion photos, the first time I saw it, I'm just like, that looks like the doll I always wanted, yeah. but I never got. Yeah. I never got. I always tell my mom, if you would have just bought me the Barbie styling head, we could have avoided all this. <laughs> I would have been a corporate lawyer or something. But I knew the aesthetic going into the show. I knew it was going to be polarizing. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't going to be for everybody. However, I was floored and surprised and appalled 
at how many people responded positively to it. Because the area I'm from, it was always like, oh, Trixie, you know, we could hire you if you had a softer look or if you did more top 40 music, if you just look more mainstream. So to go on the show and have people like doing my makeup all over the place and stuff, that's crazy. Wow. It's great. So take us back to the formative days of your drag career. Your illustrious drag career. I like using illustrious. Because I know how to spell my nose it. Is I double L U something. Um, <laughs> I was with that Rocky Horror Picture show when I was 18. And I was, uh, somebody was out of town who played a drag role and I had to jump in for them last minute and then it just kind of stuck. So I never planned on doing it. It just kind of happened. And then Trixie was, um, the name I picked because my stepdad actually had a really bad relationship with my stepdad and he used to call me a Trixie when I was acting like too feminine or crying or being too emotional. So he used to hate that word. So then when I jumped into this role, the name happened to be Trixie and I was like, it's a sign. I'm supposed to take back tonight. This is my moment. So with candles and rape whistles. Yeah. And I was just Trixie. And I didn't like full on go for the Barbie aesthetic. I was just doing what I liked. And then when I first started, nobody knew my name. They just like, oh, that new girl, she looks like a Barbie doll. So I just kind of picked Mattel because it's the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. See, I, you know what? I like that. That seems really natural, not forced. Well, I hate when drag queens names are like Rachel Andrews. I'm like, you could pick any name. Uh-huh. You pick that. Oh, my God. In New York, I was just in New York. There's so many good ones. There's a girl there named Amazon Prime. <laughs> Is there anything better than that? That's oh so my God. good. Well, and I love Mattel because, I mean, it's it's very much that sort of child of the 80s, 90s, like the commercial toy. I, I, I love the way it all fits together. Like, I yeah. mean, I love Mattel products when I was a child. Barbie's he still not loves much. Mattel. Well, yeah. that's true. No Legos Don't more, but, you know. You. I have this love-hate with it because it's like, I hate that, um, you know, society and Barbie dolls make women think they need to be a certain way but at the same time I love that hyper feminine if that's that's the aesthetic you like do it and that's mm-hmm. what I like I can see that you if know, you look at me and you see a woman I feel like it's like there's something wrong with your perception <laughs> your perception of women is wrong you know or you have a glass eye that also has glaucoma <laughs> or you're just really drunk yeah or wasted so like when you First a drag until when Trixie kind of fully formed. Did you feel like, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be traveling the world. No. In drag. I just started doing it for fun. And then I started doing it for like a little extra money. And then I got to a point where I could pay off the drag I was buying to do drag. I was breaking even. And then it turned into like a part-time job. And then before Drag Race, it was my full job. I was working like four nights a week doing shows. And then Drag Race kicked it in overdrive. Okay, so were you like working in, is it Wisconsin? Wisconsin, Wisconsin? yes. Wisconsin. Okay. You Milwaukee, guys seem Wisconsin. very nice. And you say bag funny. Bad? <laughs> bag, like as in paper. Oh, bag. Bag. <laughs> bag. I love it. Bag. Oh my God, Violet Chachi is making fun of me because in the first episode I was talking to my boyfriend's family and I go, my boyfriend's family doesn't like drag. And she's like, drag. <laughs> But I guess we do. I never thought I'd talk funny until I travel now. People are like, whoa, girl, mm-hmm. you're from Wisconsin. <laughs> it's delightful. So what's what's the scene like in Wisconsin? Like, uh, What's funny is now that I'm representing Milwaukee or a little bit, people are like, mm. oh, you you must be like exemplary of the drag in Milwaukee. I'm like, nothing could be further from the truth. Milwaukee drag is full on like pageant. It's full on like cat suit with the top 40 song, you know, like the Ariana Grande with like the like off the rack dresses and stuff not in a bad way but like it's more palatable mm-hmm. it's more like commercial drag i still i mean before drag race i wasn't booked very often because it was it was too weird i started working in chicago i more reflect chicago drag where it's like really strong aesthetics really strong personas like we have like you know kimchi or, you know uh 
Shea Coulee. We have some of the most like strong looking pearls from Chicago. Strong looking drag queens. So that's kind of where I fit in more. Okay. Like, and so when did you move from Milwaukee to Chicago? Well, I still live in Milwaukee, but on the weekends, I would jump on a train and go to Chicago and work there. The, the rail system's that good? Well, there's an Amtrak. Oh, okay. Would, like a, That's still running? Yeah, girl. I'm taking one tomorrow to Tampa. Good luck. Well, no. I thought a plane to Tampa is like obnoxious. It's, it's obnoxious. Really, it is. It's like a little puddle jumper. So you say, you, you mentioned twice now that you don't do top 40 songs. Aside from seeing you on Drag Race performance, a lot of people obviously, it, it's hard when you're, it, it's not a local queen. Like with yeah. our queens here in Orlando, we see them perform, we know what they do, we see all that. Like, when, yeah. you know. I mean, I don't have anything as top 40 songs, but I think a lot of people's drag, they liken themselves to like, celebrities or like current what's going on uh my drag is like i don't look like a human i perform whatever music i like from whatever era and i make all my own mixes so i don't i think i look more like a thing than a person and i perform like that too so i don't choose popular music because i'm not trying to just get money out of the audience like i pick music that i like that i think will make a good performance you know you know well, and the flip side of that is you know some people will come and go like, you know, Ariana Grande not throwing shade her way. Like, she's she's hot. She's now, you know, but does she have staying power? Like, who remembers her on Disney Channel? I'm not old enough. To she's know. from Disney? Yes. Oh, I had no idea. Apparently, Ooh. side note, everyone. So, apparently, they dyed her hair, like, pink or purple for a Disney Channel show. And that's what they always did. And so, the reason why she does those, like, high ponies is because that's what she feels comfortable in because they damaged her hair to high heaven. <laughs> wow. But her hair's so pretty. It is super pretty. Money can do that. <laughs> so what are some of the songs, like a few examples I of ones that you do? I love to do like Cause I'm a Blonde by Julie Brown you oh. know, from like the 80s. Or I like to do Barbie Girl. I mean, that's not like, you know, I do Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. I do just more stuff that like fits like a whole... Like, I like a, a story, niche. yeah. I like a whole like story. I like the look to match the song to match what clips I put in it. You know, I'm not just there to like look pretty and do a song. You know, you know. I want to do more than now. That. You ha- you told us earlier you had a musical theater background. Certainly, that seems like it informs some of those decisions. Well, what I learned in episode four is I can't sing or be funny, <laughs> and I can't lip sync. So, my degree didn't pay off. But uh, no, I went to, I went to school for BFA musical theater because I was trying to work as an actor. But I just was never that good of a singer, and I was never a good enough dancer. And I was like, I gotta be real with myself about this. And then drag started to happen, so I was just enjoying that more anyway. Because drag is so like 360 creative. You have to like make the costume, book the gig, make the performance, choreograph it, everything. It's more theater, it's like more creative. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, you see a lot of queens with theater backgrounds like Ginger, or Ginger, Ginger. Uh, Jinx, of course, yeah. Ben. Like when you I watch mean, me and Ginger lip sync, you think you can tell that we have like that kind of background. Yeah. Not that it's better or worse, but that that's where we come from. Absolutely. Now, you mm. totally see that in the, in the performances. Yeah. So, question, and it's not really a behind the scenes question, but it kind of is. Yes, your Paul's really tall. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask if she was really black. Um,. <laughs> She's high yellow. It's that bitch uh, uh, staying uh, in the house making <laughs> cornbread while I'm out there. Picking. I will say this: she's as beautiful as in television in real life. Really, maybe, maybe prettier. Wow. Yeah, it looks like that in real person. It's not it's as like, blurry though, or gauzy. It's like you're watching TV. <laughs> wow, it's beautiful. Um, no, I was gonna ask, like, who can't sew? Like, when sewing happens <laughs> in the season? Yeah. Well, the first episode was a sewing challenge. For example, there were some girls who clearly didn't sell like that 
cost I remember Sasha saying that was the first thing she's ever made Pearl doesn't sew she kind of glued that thing together Ginger doesn't sew mm. the thing is it was resort wear it was resort wear so it's supposed to be flowy I mean you could just cut out a Cool Ranch Dorito and drape it over yourself with a head <laughs> hole and put some stones on it that's what most people did mm. um, you could tell who could, you could tell Violet could sew I think you could tell I could sew yeah you could tell Tempest could sew for better or for worse but <laughs> they didn't like what she made but um, Violet sells ISO a lot of them really don't that's crazy to I me I remember there's a part they didn't show is Jaden Dior Fierce was like well Rue I'm trying to work with the stretch fabric and I can't figure out how to get the zigzag stretch going RuPaul just silently leans over and goes click <laughs> like, oh okay and they didn't show it but it was so good oh oh god so um, walk us through like how you get ready for a performance do you you think okay so i'm going i'm i've been booked for something a week from today okay or six hours from now because you know gay clubs can't get let's say you were booked at the world famous parliament house for the white party on friday the 17th well i knew it was a white party so i knew i had to wear some white so i picked out a look for meet and greets for white i picked out a performance look in white and uh i don't know i guess (laughs) our <laughs> question to answer I shower <laughs> I drink a lot I was gonna shave my legs because it's so hot here but I don't like the way my legs look shaved I look like a little fetus but, <laughs> um, I don't know I just kind of pack up I have a few numbers the great thing about traveling is you can bring your few most like high impact tried and true numbers mm-hmm. pack them up and you're in a new city every night so every city experiences them brand new whereas when you're a local queen you have pressure to kind of come out with something new every week um, it's great traveling because I have like my three, four favorite numbers that audiences really respond to, and every night I can go out there and it's really like rehearsed and you know. Sometimes I have clean tights, probably not. Um, that's the hardest thing on the being on the road. You don't get to wash anything. I was at Vala Chachi's house and I was like, "Please, let me use your laundry." <laughs> so good. You know, I'd never thought of it. See, in my mind... Go smell the toe of my socks. You will not forget about it. It smells like Fritos. <laughs> the way I see it, it's just like, oh, you know, you're, you're jet-setting, and, you know, there's a laundry service, and a car <laughs> service. And- <laughs> well, most cities, you're not even there for a full day. So, like, you know, like I was in... Where was I? I was in Scotland for 18 hours. I did a oh. show and left right away. No, not even 18 hours. 12 mm. hours, maybe? I'm here, passport stamp, really? doing the show in the airport, yep. actually customs, you turn back around, yeah. goodbye Scotland, it was yeah. a pleasure. It's uh, The traveling is great, it's everything I imagined, but also so much, much harder than that. Like when I was a lo- like working at my local bars, we would have a drag race queen and they would be like, oh, I'm just like really exhausted right now because of like traveling. I'm like, no, we get it, you're famous, you just want to sound cool. But it's fucking hard because you have to like show up somewhere, maybe you nap, get in drag, do shit all night and then you fly out before like 10 usually so you just sleep wherever you can i sleep at the airport i have a blanket and a pillow i sleep on my back on the ground the pillow under my head and i pull the blanket over my head like a corpse and i sleep just flat (laughs) and i set my alarm for boarding time and then when the boarding alarm goes off i like sit up straight with the blanket over myself and i travel alone too a lot of girls have assistants Mm -hmm. but i was like you know what i want to be I want to be impressive and self-sufficient. I want the clubs to be like, wow, she came by herself and like really did it. Was that a mistake? It's it's really hard because I fucking lose everything. I lost my Nintendo DS today. (gasps) I lost my passport Friday. Oh God. I go to Canada in two weeks. I had to get like the $700 like expedited passport service. I'm so mad about the DS. I know that broke our hearts. 
collectively. Yeah. yeah. And you had Majora's Mask. It was the Majora's Mask. The Majora's Mask edition. Oh. And I was like just getting into it. Plus I was playing Pokemon White. I was just finding my stride. I just caught a Snorlax. Oh. I know. But. Of course Snorlax touches the bears. Everybody hurts. Of course. So well, while we're on the topic of video games, you are admitted a gamer. I love it. Yeah. So what else are you playing when you are home? First thing I did with my TV money was buy a PS4. And I don't really? care how irresponsible that is. <laughs> But um, I was like, hairbrush? No, PS4. Like, hairspray? No. But I am being, I'm playing Dying Light right now for oh, PS4. It's okay. so good. Yeah. It's a really good zombie game. But I'm never home. And so then I was like, I'm never home. I want the new DS so I can play it while I'm on the road. Because <laughs> I had the DS Lite. And then I bought the new DS maybe 10 days ago. It's gone now. Such a tragedy. It, listeners, if you work at an airport... Yeah, airport if you work for you Delta work? and you find a DS, just Ooh, let me know. It's know the Majora's Mask Edition. It was very expensive. Help hmm. a girl out. I'll try. Yeah. What other... Uh, so, so PS4, you got that, and you're playing Dying Light. Love it. But you're never home. What, anything else that you love? Like, favorites I of all time? I love any of the Resident Evil games. Okay, Those so you like the zombie favorites. games. And I the played shooter. Fallout New <gasps> Vegas, like, three Fallout. Times. Oh, yep. my uh, favorite. The other, and Fallout 3 was great. Oh, yes. Um... I think the Resident Evil games are really good. I don't get super into like the real heavy like RPG M- games. Yeah. Like I can't do like I don't know. I like horror games. Yeah. So I play a lot of indie games on my computer too. Oh, do you? Like, like I just played uh, Limbo. Oh, Limbo's great. It was good. I love it was Limbo. Really good. I love. It's a golden age of like indie gamers. Oh, on it's PCs. so good right now. It. Yeah, and I bought or I played Among the Sleep. You guys have to play this. It's a game where your mom is missing and you're from the point of view of a toddler. So the whole game, you're a toddler walking around a really big, dark house, and it's kind of all in your imagination. So it starts out walking through a house, and as the game advances, everything looks really warped and tall and dark and scary, and there's something stalking you the whole time. It's oh so God. good. Ugh, I'm on chills. a plane playing it, like, peeping through my like. <laughs> and indie <laughs> games have moved in such a weird direction because it's not even winning or losing anymore. Yeah. So many cool games now are just, like, it's a, a journey, like, feeling uh, like a play or a movie. I just, oh, what fucking game is this? Uh, it was called, like, uh, coming home or something like that and it's just a game where you walk around your house you came home from studying abroad and your family's gone and yes. the whole game is walking around and finding letters yep. and mementos from your family and kind of putting together what's going on with your family and there's an LGBT element to that game yeah I thought it was a horror game because mm-hmm. like your family's missing uncover the mystery I'm like great at the end of it I mean I don't want to ruin it but it turns into this really beautiful like story finding out something about your sibling it's very lgbt positive it's great yeah i know that that got a lot of attention we're we're friends with the gamer community like matt con and all the game yeah. stuff and there's a documentary too gaming and color and that gets into i think that one a couple it of great gaming and color all started with the sims when everyone was bisexual oh, the Sims, yeah. everyone could fuck everyone uh-huh. can i say fuck uh, yeah sure. okay good fuck Everyone could fuck everyone. Yep. I remember being 15 and playing The Sims <laughs> and creating like a really hot boyfriend who was in love with me and just feeling my my fantasy. And then they go off and do woohoo and you're like, I oh, would woohoo yeah. and no babies would come out. Oh, you know, <laughs> you kept it. trying though again and again and again. Oh, I'm sorry, that was me. Never. That was that's all. It's of just us. you, yeah. That's all of us. So okay, so we got the gaming part of it. One of the things that I. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I absolutely loved and we're going to stay on the geeky path here for a second. Okay. Normally this ends up, this is like the, the latter part of the, the interview, but we're going to do it now. Are you going to talk about Peach? Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course I am. He's How sitting here, not? listeners, wearing a, uh, like a toad shirt. It's my mushroom. From Mario. Yeah, I did a party. Shirt. I work for a party company called Neverland in Chicago. They do this really beautiful. Oh my parties. god! You work for Neverland? Yeah, I'm one of the hosts for the guest hosts. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. I've seen your ads here in Orlando. Yeah, they're the most beautiful, high concept. It's like a circuit party married to like living art. So it's a circuit party with dancing and DJs and stuff, but all the drag queens and go-go boys are dressed in huge themed costumes and the whole club is decorated. It's like stepping into another world. It's so good if you never get to experience it. But we did one called the arcade. And so we all got to dress as like video game characters. And one of my looks was Princess Peach. And it was like, all right, Trixie Mattel almost is Princess Peach. So Mm -hmm. like I need to do the damn thing. So I like sat down and like I worked so long in that costume, but it came together so beautifully. It really and all the gay gorgeous. nerds were coming out of the woodwork like, girl, you did that. It was so good. I mean, that should be the album art for this. I think it's just so iconic and awesome. Yeah. I yeah, I was after the season started um, because Ginger's our local queen. We got into you know, I reached out to MTV, got them to approve an interview with her. We got that set up. Season starts up. And I'm like, I think by second or third episode, when you came out as Jesus for the beer Girl. challenge. Actually, my friend Richard bought me the gown, sponsored me. So amazing. Aww. I know. Um, but it was, I was like, well, it's a bearded look. And I'm very like conceptual. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to name names, but a lot of people just put on a gown and put on a beard. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why do you have a beard on? That's like what I want to know. You right. know, like, who are you? You could tell some girls like Violet's very conceptual. She looked mm. like a teenager with a beard who's taking herself to the prom. Or, like, yeah, Pearl looked like the devil or something. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. Oh, that, that was the, that was the yellow one that I liked. This is some real tea. Pearl showed up and made that that day. Wow. What? <laughs> Pearl's Glamazonian Airways runway challenge with the like the glasses. Uh-huh. She made that that. She pulled it out. She pulled out of her ass that day. Wow. She's so gifted with aesthetics. She just opens her suitcase. Is like. I'm going to make this, this, this look like this. She's so good. Wow. But I remember watching her cut up foam and like, what are you doing? And then she put that beard on. I was like, damn. Yeah. That was a great night. I mean, the fact that they even had a bearded night because I know Michelle Visage has been so against bearded queens and we yeah. have some bearded queen friends. We have some great ones. And and you did Jesus. And then um, well, I went Katya, Katya did Lincoln, yeah. which is also epic. I mean, uh, and I went, um, I mean, a lot of the girls were wearing beards that you like costume store beards, but I literally bought hair. <laughs> and adhered it. Oh, wow. Like laid it like a crepe beard from uh-huh. like theater school. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out so good. I felt like Jesus. It was so good. Those wings for, from Neverland. Yeah. Those wings were made out of spoons spray painted gold. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Insane. It was yeah. so fun. Getting those wings to drag race was hell. <laughs> if I would have been eliminated before showing that, I would have probably killed myself. Oh. 
But that, yeah, so after, after that episode, I was like, okay, we need to interview Trixie. And that was right around the same time that, um, Parliament had, like, I found out that you were going to be here for White Party. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me look up, let me look her up, let me figure all this stuff out. And I went to your website and I'm going through and I'm scrolling through your pictures and I came across the peach picture. Yeah. And damn near lost it. I had to take, I took a picture of it on my phone, on my computer and sent it to Brian. And it was sent like, it to me too. It was just like, this is happening. I'm like, yeah. who the fuck is that? That's Trixie. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm very, we lit up. Oh, excuse me. I got to tamp down the urban. Give me a second. <laughs> and we're back. I feel like Jenny Jones right now. <laughs> no, you look, no, you're great. But the it. the other thing, and this is this was funny. We just went to MegaCon last weekend. We had our big um, sci-fi, sci-fi anime, comic, comic movie, TV oh, cool. convention. Yeah, think there, of it as like Comic Con on the southeast coast. Got it. It there were a few girls that dressed up as Princess Peach. You were disappointed. I was. I sat there and I was judging them based off of your Princess Peach. Well, that's what Peach I knew. Look. I knew if I did it, I had to like do it. Like it had to be the wig. Mm-hmm. So I built that wig. I made that wig. Wow. And then I bought a bunch of dresses from thrift stores and put them together to make that costume. It, it was so good. On fucking. Point. If you ever have a chance to go to a con dressed like that, you will kill. It'd be amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the thing. Our friend Divine Grace is a local queen now uh, in Orlando. She did some looks. And killed it, even though she's there for like two hours. Uh, it was like a Joker, yeah. a crossplay Joker. Oh, I've done Joker. Yeah, like a male or female Joker. Female. I did it like oh, Golden Girls. What? It was like a purple old lady kind of pantsuit with old lady hair. That looked, <laughs> it looks like an old lady perm, and it was sprayed green on the ends with oh, yeah. like all these playing cards in my hair. Oh, you wow. Either? Yeah, no. I did that. And then for the party, I did Jigglypuff. Oh, and wow. Then I, I did uh, Sindel from Mortal Kombat. You did Sindel? Yeah, I did, bitch. Ooh. I, I need go- you to find all of these. I had, a go- gonna- I had a go-go dancing set with a Molina and a Katana, <laughs> and then I was there. It was so fun. Wow. <laughs> the kimchi, kimchi, I mean, we had such a good party. Kimchi did Kirby. <laughs> it, oh, it was so good. Yeah, my oh my god! Is now to track Kool- down these. Yeah, creep on these online people. Neverland's amazing, but Shea Kool Aid did a number, a song about like being the bomb, and she had a bomb chew or not a bomb chew. Um, one of those Ba-bomb? bombs that walks from Mario. A bomb bomb. Honor. It was a ball of hair with eyes on it, oh. with a wick that was burning like a sparkler the whole time, and she performed oh in it. I mean, it was. We don't. We don't. Fuck no, seriously, you guys, that's amazing. We don't. I want to go to one of these parties now. Yeah, summer coming up. We're doing the bougie ball, which is going to be like <laughs> oh, the theme God. is just super. I'm over sorry, the top. you rang? Bougie ball. Yeah. <laughs> Next week we're shooting for it. I'm really excited. Last summer we did summer Olympics themes. We got to do all like Olympics looks. It was so fun. So is this just like a? Is it local to Chicago? Yeah. Uh, the creator and like creative uh, director is Anthony DeFiore. Um, and he created the party and it started small, but it built really fast because it's so grassroots. They really turn out just the group of Neverland people. They turn out the most amazing costumes and they get covered all over the world. People are familiar with Neverland because the looks mm. and the photo shoots alone are like, whoa. I mean, you guys should creep on that video game, the arcade series. Seriously, yeah. There was a Chun-Li that was amazing. There was a Toadette. There was a girl, Shea Coulee. She's African-American. She painted herself like full on pink, a big Hair that looked like a, it looked like Toad's mushroom, but it was hair. Ooh. I mean, it was so serious. You have to creep on that. Party. I definitely will. Step up, Orlando. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. This is some old bullshit. <laughs> but being involved in Neverland was great for me coming into Drag Race because I was used to being given a theme and having to turn out a look mm-hmm. that was great that would fit this environment. So it was good training. Apparently not good enough, but it was good. 
Well, we never know because someone comes back Monday. Comes someone back on comes Monday. back Monday. It's probably Shangela. It could be Bruce Jenner, but I don't think she can sew. So how long would she last? Oh my god! You know that'd be a great fuck you to everybody. Yeah. I was, did a show with Shandala yesterday, and I was like, are you coming back, girl? And she was like, shut up. She's like, I spent enough time in that pink box. <laughs> what was it like doing Untucked? Because it's very clear that Horrible. the Untucked is so different than it used to be, and I don't know if that's because of budgetary reasons or someone just got a, a great idea they want to try, but it's so I weird. I think it's better now. You like it better? Yeah, I think it used to be just like... An extension I mean, of the show. it's reality TV, but it used to be more like... It would just be like someone says something and then a cut to someone drinking and then be like, She's bitchy. Like it was not believable. Yeah, yeah. And now I feel like it's more real. It's like a so documentary. Heartbreaking to watch people lip sync and go home and mm-hmm. what oh my god, I was watching Kenny Ho go home and I was just like feeling for her. She was so over it. She was just saying, like, Well, every week I try my best and every week they don't like me, so if I have to go home I'm I'm fine with it. Like, it was just like, damn. So does that part feel less scripted more honest well, is that what you think or is it all because you're packing up your drag your thousands of dollars of costumes you created in episode four and <laughs> and you're packing and they're like what are you feeling right now i'm like i'm feeling horrible i feel <laughs> shitty thank you for asking well they were filming me and they were just like i feel like you're deflecting and you're not really owning what you're really feeling right now i'm like they're like you don't seem upset i'm like i'm not upset because i don't understand why i'm being eliminated they're like, okay. And then they just like filmed me quietly. Like, <laughs> Damn, this bitch actually I'd be more upset on. if I felt like I let myself down, but I don't understand why I'm standing here right now. So. Yeah, exactly. That was a flawless victory. Mortal Kombat X. Flawless victory. Mortal Kombat X. You know, X. I thought, I mean, I've talked for a lot. I don't want to sound bitter, but I thought when I watched the episode, I would understand and I still don't get it. But nope. I'll be bitter for you. Don't worry Thank about you. it. Thank we'll you. It's an amazing experience and to be able to do it at all is great. Especially, I thought like going home fourth, it would be like, I call my manager the next day. I was in Germany when it happened. At a viewing party in Germany. Mm-hmm. Watching myself get eliminated and all oh. these German people are watching and they're just like, Scheiße! <laughs> and, you know, and they're like, can I buy a shirt? I'm like, why? They're useless now! You know, but it's just, I was going through it. But I thought when I watched it, I would get it. And then I'm just like crying watching it. And I'm just like, I still don't get it. But um, I thought going home fourth, I call my manager the next day. And I'm like, dude, everybody can't. And she's like, no, she's like, it's the opposite. You have like even weirdly bigger demand because people are mad about it. So sure. This was the oddest. And it it did seem so forced so early on. Because, I mean, they've done where they either... You had the Vivian Panay and um, Honey Mahogany double elimination, but that was still close to, I guess, kind of close to the middle. You had the Ben de la Creme, Darien Lake round one, where they both stayed. You had Did the that Rock- happen? What's that? Remember that at all? Yeah, yeah it was. I the, was in beauty school during season six, so I didn't get to see a lot of it. Yeah, they did. They they ended up going up against each other twice, and the first time around, she kept them both, and then finally going uh, into the top four, then in. Ben Delacreme went home at that point. Um, that was heartbreaking. But it seemed like we're only in episode four and you're already doing this kind of like drastic elimination. Yeah, I didn't get it. Well, I, I was sitting high and dry. I, I didn't think I was lip syncing. And then with deliberations, I was like, oh shit, they sound really mad at me. Or they were just like, you you claim to be really funny and you're not being funny. And I was like, dude, I claim to be an idiot. And I, I was an idiot. So... Well, and then you had RuPaul during, I think after they had dismissed you guys, it was just the, the judges, and RuPaul made the comment of, um, Trixie had the funniest, you know, audition, audition video, video ever, yeah. I've ever seen. 
So why the fuck you sending her home? Well, I don't get it. And it was like, uh, I didn't get this too, like, conceptually. Like, I came up with the concept for my group. I wrote a lot of the jokes. A lot of the editing tricks were, like, rolling on the ground, the rotisserie chickens, mm-hmm. the part where Miss Fame was on the ground, like, blowing a guy. That was, like, all my, my ideas. It was like, you know, if you don't think, you know, a actor in SNL is funny, are you going to punish the writer? Like, I don't get it. It was like, I just thought it was going to be fine. I was like, my runway is beautiful, whatever. But literally, like, I can, if I were in your shoes, this is what would have gone through my mind. Well, I didn't win, but I know I was okay. I don't know about the rest of you bitches, but good luck. It was more like, I went home, my boyfriend's like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I was like, "I, I was having a great day. And then I went home. He was like. I mean, he was like, who did you lose your lip sync to? And I told him, and he was like, what? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, no shade to her, but just I think we all have different skills. And I no. I, I was like, I'm going to be fine. Because Bronny's my all-time favorite band. I've been listening to this song since I was like 10. Oh, I could see that. There was no question. The song, and, and you know, Pearl was okay, but very like Bowie-esque and sort of minimal. And, and well, you were doing were like, your... Well, it's a punk song. She was being more punk. I'm like, uh, she looked that's like a she new was wave. The dead. Blondie's a new wave. Yeah, band, it's and that's a, a pop thing. song about yeah. dreaming about your boyfriend someday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a punk song. But you know, uh, RuPaul sees different things than everybody, and RuPaul just wasn't feeling my fantasy that day. You stepped into some really unflattering fluorescent lighting. I, sta- I stumbled into... I, that was my clueless <laughs> moment. Maybe I stumbled into a, some unflattering fluorescent lighting. You never know what they think. No. Maybe that day I was bad, and maybe the, maybe the editing made me look better than it was. You don't know. Oh, well, then you had, like, Lucian Piani taking to Twitter and be like, Pearl's performance was captivating, and, you know, you don't see what we see. I'm like... No comment. Bitch, really? <laughs> no comment. And, I, you know, Lucian Piani's an adorable little man, but... I know I went home like RuPaul. I'm sorry I couldn't make your music any funnier than it already is. Oh no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I didn't get it. The Michelle and I mean, it was Michelle and Lucian saying like she made the right decision versus so many queens, including not Jackie Beat, Wendy Ho, Lady mm-hmm. Bunny, like drag comedy legends who are like, what the fuck just happened? Right. So uh, I watched it thinking, oh god, I'm gonna look so bad. And after watching the episode, I was like. This is kind of best case scenario because I don't look bad. No, <laughs> it's what you know. Sometimes you get eliminated and you lo- they make you look really bad. But uh-huh. I, I look strong until the end, so whatever. Yeah, no, absolutely. Kind of a gift in a way. It, no, it really is, especially if you have all those sort of drag luminaries lauding you and saying you were robbed. That's fan- that's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, part of me, I mean, I was talking to Raven, and she was, I was musing on like her success, and I'm thinking to myself, would she be successful? She is to this day if she had won. Yep, you know, that's a good point. or like Chad Michaels didn't win, but mm-hmm. she then she got to do All Stars. That's kind of like getting to do Drag Race twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, Mendel Crab. If you're out there, if we do All Stars, you're my partner. <gasps> oh, that's that a dream come true. Amazing. I still never met her. She's my all time favorite. Oh, oh yeah, so she's lovely, Seattle, and she was gone, and I was like, <laughs> we interviewed her out in front of the Parliament House sign at three in the morning. We like to call it the Marquee. It, oh. it was four o'clock in the, the morning. Four o'clock. But on top. she was trying to hang the letters back on the side, <laughs> <laughs> making that face like, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, funny quick side note because I know that um, you've got to start getting ready for white party very shortly. Um, this was Ben Lacrum's room the yeah. last time was she, was <gasps> yeah. she was here. She was here. She was here. No, I love Ben Lacrum and uh, delightful. All T aside, I still love RuPaul, but you know Harpo beats me, but <laughs> you know. You're the only one who got that. Do you know who that is? Oh, okay. What? 
I thought Harper was. Stop talking. Stop talking. Are you going to say it's Oprah Studios? We got to move on. Oh. Oh, I did that. I have a thing. It's a running joke. It's a story of trepidation and tribulations and bravery. It's called The Color Purple. Check your privilege. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then in the second act, she has a a, a clothing store. (laughs) Yeah. It's an amazing musical. Go see it. Well, she's holding something mm-hmm. this close to her face at all other hours of the day. <laughs> you should. Sure. 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 I'm tired. My name is Oral. Mm. <laughs> I can't afford all of this. Mm. Your name's Oral? O R A L. Oh, God. Mm. You know. Your family like thought they were is, real fucking creative, didn't they? <laughs> the fucked up thing is, technically, I'm a junior. There's another man walking around with the name Oral. I'm Oral once, one. shame on you. Mm. Oral twice, shame on me. I don't know. That doesn't apply. No. I just said it. <laughs> So I have a couple of questions because when we interviewed Ginger, it was right before like the the episode came out right when the season was starting. So we tried to tread lightly on on some of these types of things. Um, But I'm a goner, so I'll give you all the tea. (laughs) When we were trying to figure this out in watching, especially with Untucked, because of the way that it's filmed, when you get eliminated, do they put you like? Do they have you go in, pick up your RuPaul statuette? right on the mirror and then put you in a room to the side so they can film the the rest of it. Well, if you're me, you pick it up, break it. <laughs> and then you have to glue it back together with nail glue. Uh no, you pick it up and then like uh you don't actually get it. They make it look like we take it home, but we don't get it. What? They said we would get it in the mail. I still haven't gotten it. Oh my god. So well, they're, if you look them up online, they're $200 each. They're pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to give away. Well, we can't oh. afford that. Plus, I don't have I don't have a mantle anyway. What would I do with it? You know what I mean? Hang How a wig on it. How do you survive it? the harsh winters? <laughs> You're so Florida. <laughs> Girl, I'm Native American. We have teepees. Okay. <laughs> um, but they, well, they take, uh, you don't get to keep the statue. And then it's kind of this weird thing where... You go wash your. You go back in the workroom. Wash. You put some stuff down. Then while you're washing your face, they bring the other girls in to get out of drag and go. And then you come in after they're gone. Because gotcha. that's why a lot of us have received notes and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, like they didn't show, but every girl left in the season left me notes. Hmm. And like their phone, they were like, "What the WTF?" You know. And poor Hurls was the worst. She was like, "I'm so sorry. You deserve to stay." I don't know. How, I'm so sad this went down like this. It was so heartbreaking to read because I really love Pearls. Like watching. Um, the episode, I was really started crying watching a pearl cry. Sure, it's just like mm. you could tell she was not sure of herself, and she wasn't even sure if she deserved to stay, and she was just going through it. Yeah, she's wickedly talented though, yeah. and she's beautiful, as Kennedy Davenport says. That Kennedy Davenport, that's not my favorite style of drag, but she gives me everything I need in Untucked. She's so funny to me. Don't you guys think? I, I would, I would, yeah, I would agree with that. And I love, well, Ginger too. I love Ginger. Ginger's great because she's super Southern. So she's like, I love you and you're my angel and my baby and I will take a bullet for you, but you're untalented. You know, like she, she, <laughs> she's Southern so that she like loves you and you're her sister. And mm-hmm. then she's like, but this is this. Mm-hmm. So it's very bless your heart. Yes. And I love watching it. I'm waiting for her to just say bless your heart at the end of a rant on, yeah. uh, on Untucked. You, whenever she's saying that, you can just see in the back of her mind, she's waiting for that smoke break. <laughs> Well, Wait she had said it. that. She was like, um, she's like, the, the way they filmed Untalked, you're going to see me out there smoking the in like every episode. Her greatest, her, she's so talented and great, and she sings like an angel. It's just funny because she, her first love is smoking, and her second love is drag. Like, <laughs> and then her husband, probably. Somewhere there. 
Wasn't that cute when her husband came on the screen? Yes, oh. William is adorable in real life, and he was oh. that was adorable. That whole thing. Well, it caught it. me off guard because they're just sitting there talking with their their laundry bin with a piece of plywood on it with the cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you know, there's a TV. Somebody fucking rolled the television in there. I'm like, they do. They just what? roll it in, and when you're in there and they roll it in, you're like, oh god. Well, because there's no pink furry box to, to generate drama. Episode four, Untucked, didn't they? Did they show Kasha's husband? No. No. We've only had two. We've only seen two video messages. We saw Ginger's husband. husband they didn't show it. They referred to him. So that, yeah. It was brief. Maybe they just didn't show it or something. Hmm. Yeah. And then we had um, Fame's mom. Those yeah. are the only two that I was they've shown. both of those, so yeah. I didn't know. Hmm. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another. I don't know when this is going out. I assume it's going it's out very soon. Ooh, we're actually. We like to be timely. What day okay. are you shooting it? Uh, it'll go Friday, out Tuesday, Tuesday? Tuesday morning. We're going to do a special release for this episode. Oh, because we figured. I mean, we are hashtag Team Trixie. So we're hoping that when we watch Monday night here oh, at the Parliament me. House in the Bear Den, would you just die if I walked through those doors? Would you die? Oh, we I will would die. And then that way we can put out the episode and we'll be like, "Hey, and here's our interview with Trixie." Every hashtag. It, listen, my co- my coattails aren't tired yet. Jump on <laughs> if it's me. Oh gosh, whoever it is, though, I hope she turns the party. A uh, Mario se- party? A second, oh! <laughs> a second chance on Drag Race is rarely is a luxury rarely afforded. So I hope sure. whoever it is turns it. Well, and considering in the past it has never worked out in the Queen's favor, <laughs> they've always gone home immediately. Uh, exactly, yeah. Carmen so Carrera. Hope whoever it is, bam. whoever it is, let's hope they don't immediately book it because that's you know sad. But we'll see. We I'm going to be in San Francisco watching the episode, so I'm very excited. Mahani Mahogany and Sister Roma. <gasps> oh, oh we love Roma. Yes. She was just here for the nun convention, whatever that's called. <laughs> the nun convention. Whatever that thing's called. Get did... me to a nunnery? That's <laughs> a good name for it. Tuesday? It's coming out Tuesday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Monday, I have a new tank top available online. So oh, sweet. Oh. Hey, so when this gets cool. when this goes live, yeah, then go to TrixieMattel.com. It's a new graphic of a Chad Sell did of me. It's a, just a hard geometric rendering of my makeup on a white tank. Ooh, it's nice. so cool. Oh, I love it's it. It's so cool. So go check it out. We will. Yeah, put a link to it. So, TrixieMattel.com. TrixieMattel.com. Instagram is TrixieMattel. Twitter is TrixieMattel. Facebook is TrixieMattel. Christian Mingle. David Simmons. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah! oh, God. Christian Mingle so stupid. If your name's Christian, why would you want to date someone else named Christian? <laughs> That's just dumb. <laughs> Can you believe RuPaul said I'm not funny? <laughs> you have been... The gem and the holograms mm. of my day. And now I get to slave away while nerds dance around me. Thank you so much for being on the I show. I thought you were going to follow that up with Sashay away. I was going to throw this microphone across the <laughs> no, This cord is just long enough to string you up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you guys no. for having me. Bears forever. Oh, we love it. Love you guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 